host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners back. I hope everyone had a great weekend. We have a special guest, as always, and as I say, all my guests are special. I happen to have with me Mr. Andrew Mon. Andrew happens to deal with something that is close to everyone's heart, which is tobacco, cigarettes, smoking, vaporing. So he is the program manager of the Tobacco Prevention and Control Programs for the City of Columbus. So I'm glad that he can be with us today to share with us the importance of those individuals out there using any form of tobacco, you know, to either cut back or to quit. So how are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great, Felice. I'm uh, grateful to have the opportunity to speak on the show here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Andrew, could you share a little bit about yourself to our listeners and how you ended up in your current position? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in 2018, I graduated from Ohio University in Athens with a degree in environmental health and occupational hygiene. Um, And prior to that, I had had an internship with the City of Columbus um, Health Department. Um, So when I graduated, historically, they're really good at hiring um, their interns back. So I took that opportunity um, and actually started in the food safety program Uh, doing restaurant inspections. And then throughout my past four years at the health department, I've also worked in the water and land program, which was swimming pool inspections, um, body yard inspections, uh, septic systems. During this time, at various points, I've been brought into what is known as the Tobacco 21 program, City of Columbus, and that was helping with underage buy attempts at facilities because we have a regulation in Columbus that no one under the age of 21 can purchase tobacco products or nicotine products of any sort. Um, So I had that experience. And when this new position came open, took over the tobacco cessation grant, I saw an opportunity, you know, use my skills that I've learned at the health department um, and take advantage of that and try to get this program manager position. Myself and my colleague, Elizabeth Kirby, are currently uh, program managers of the tobacco cessation grant. And that's kind of how I got to the position I am today. Um, I've been doing this for only about four or so months now, so we're pretty new to it, but it's exciting and uh, we're learning a lot along the way. So said that you, what was it called, 21 and under or 20, what was that program called, 21? Yeah, that's called our Tobacco 21 program, and I believe that started in uh, 2017. So that's a program, it's actually legislation that's in place in Columbus that no one under the age of 21 can purchase tobacco uh, and or nicotine products. So is that program still in effect? Yes, yep, it is still in effect. Um, There was a little bit, it was always a law. Um, The underage buy attempts were not happening during COVID for obvious reasons, just to limit exposure. But yes, that is still currently a program. How effective is that program? Teenagers are going to do what teenagers want to do. And I'm sure there's still a lot of companies out there that were probably selling tobacco products to our teenagers, or they're getting someone else to purchase those items for them. So how effective do you feel? 
Um, I think it is somewhat effective. I, I don't think, uh, I wouldn't say that it's not effective. It's a long process. It has been a long process to get our retailers in the city of Columbus to comply. We're not at 100% compliance, but we do have a pretty good compliance rate um, amongst our retailers. Just to keep in mind and put this in perspective, we have over 800 facilities that sell tobacco products in the city of Columbus. So it is very difficult to get them all to get on board with Tobacco 21 for various factors. You know, they've been selling to teens for, for years and years. They make profit off that, so it is hard. But when they do sell and they get caught selling, it comes with fines and, and legal issues that they could get themselves into. So it is backed by penalty if they sell underage. They, they could very well get in trouble and potentially lose their retail licenses. What are some of the things that Tobacco 21, some of the programs or some of the methods that were used to try to help reduce teenage smoking? Yeah, so that um, actually probably would be a little bit more of what I do in the Tobacco Prevention and Control Program. Uh, it, it's kind of like Tobacco 21 and Tobacco Prevention Control are are two separate things that work very closely together. And for teenagers specifically, we do a lot of outreach um, and educational opportunities in the community, going to different um, events. Uh, one we did within the past couple months was a health fair at Otterbein uh, University, and we were at their health fair. And one thing that we promote specifically for teenagers, anyone that's younger than 18, is a program called My Life, My Quit. And that's a, a free and effective resource for youth. Vaping and e-cigarettes, they talk about uh, normal cigarettes. And it offers coaching and support to teens that might be um, either addicted or are struggling with nicotine issues or might have tried smoking but want to make sure that they don't called My Life, My Quit, and it's a really good resource for specifically teens. So we're out there kind of distributing information on programs such as that um, and just basic education on the health effects of vaping and smoking cigarettes. I wouldn't necessarily say that we're using scare tactics, but we want to be extremely transparent to everyone in our communities to let them know uh, what, what the health effects are and uh, how smoking can affect them negatively. Yeah. Now, I guess what it is I'm getting ready to ask is, you know, I see that there's something called nicotine replacement therapy. What is mm -hmm. all of that about? I mean, I know that. Is that like the patches? Um, yes. So basically, nicotine replacement therapy is treating smokers or, or users of nicotine with non-tobacco forms of nicotine. So I believe, and I, I'm not sure I should be quoted on this because I, I don't um, distribute these products, but it seems to be a form of like weaning people off of their nicotine addictions through forms of patches or, um, or different things such as that. Um, again, I don't deal directly with nicotine replacement therapy. Some of these uh, resources like My Life, My Quit, or another one that we often talk about is the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line, offer products like that. Um, and I believe that's kind of the, the basics of nicotine replacement therapy. Could you share with us or to our listeners what website or phone number that they can call in order to get more information on, on the, some of the things we just talked about? Absolutely. 
Um, so this one specifically geared towards um, adults is the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line, and that number is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Again, that's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Um, it's free, and it takes less than five minutes to get enrolled, and this offers um, coaching as much or as little as you want to. They're available 24-7 um, for when you need support. And you can, again, I'll, I'll say you can use it as much as you want to. They're not pushing you to do it. This is uh, just giving you experience, professionalism in the field of quitting addiction to nicotine and tobacco products. Um, so you go at your own pace. Um, and they have great resources there, people to talk to. They have products such as the patches or the gum that you can try using. Um, so that's a really good resource called the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line. And the number is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Another one that we use is My Life, My Quit, which I mentioned previously, and that's for anyone younger than 18 years old. Um, it's kind of the same. It's got uh, different coaching mechanisms, um, people you can talk to that have been through addiction themselves, really good experienced professionals on there that are very good at uh, talking with our youth um, and helping them through those issues. And the way that you can enroll for that in My Life, My Quit um, is you can go online and search My Life, My Quit and go to their website, and it just takes a couple minutes. Or you can do this via text message, and you can text Start My Quit to 36072. Again, that's Start My Quit to 36072. Um, enrollment only takes a couple minutes. Uh, thousands of teens have done this before and been able to really save their health and improve their lives. Now, you had mentioned a little bit earlier about that you're involved in grants. Absolutely. Um, so this is my first experience with a grant. Um, again, I've only been in it four months, but it, uh, how it works basically is we have deliverables that are set in the grant. Those are our objectives or goals that we have to meet. Um, and there's a whole slew of them. Uh, since we just talked about these resources, some of the objectives we have are getting a certain amount of people to enroll in these programs in the community. And that's how we receive the grant funding so that we can purchase more resources um, and we can get more assistance on these efforts in trying to promote cessation or you know, helping people quit with addiction. So this grant that we're working on specifically came from the Ohio Department of Health. So it's state-funded, straight from the Ohio Department of Health, um, and that's where the money is coming from to help us do this work. Now, if you're an organization that's looking for grants, I would recommend grants.gov. Um, again, that's grants.gov. It's a really good website. You can find state-funded grants, um, federally-funded grants, and there, there's just tons on there, and you can really refine it um, by the search box and you can find something that might work for you. Lots of them have pretty extensive application processes. I'm sure some are not as extensive as others. For example, we had to do um, like a 15-page application to renew this grant. Pretty much lists out our whole plan. You have to be very detailed on what you're going to do with the grant, um, why you're doing it, and your objectives, what you're trying to meet in the community and how you're trying to improve public health by the, uh, receiving this funding. So again, this, is, this has been my first go round with it. 
And those are kind of the basics to grant work. It's basically you meet the deliverables and the objectives, and that way you receive the funding so you can purchase more resources to continue to improve public health. Now I'm going to switch to the other side, which is how hard it is for individuals that do smoke. You know, they attempt to quit, but they end up going back. And I have a sister who has quit probably seven times. And mm -hmm. she knows that she doesn't need to smoke because she already has lung issues. But I guess that nicotine is just so powerful that it just tends to take over and they're not able to stop. I mean, and I know that some of the side effects are quite serious and a lot of people still don't want to stop, even though that, you know, it could cost them their life. So can yeah. you share with our listeners who don't know what some of the side effects are and, you know, if you have experience on the hardest, you know, individual that you might have been with, the hardest case, that you had of someone being able to just quit and how hard yeah. it was for them to do it? Well, I can definitely speak to um, some of the side effects. I don't uh, necessarily work directly with people that are trying to quit. I kind of just lead them to the resources that we've talked about. Um, but some of the side effects, I mean, obviously you can develop coughs, shortness of breath, some of the more long-term things that can happen are cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes, heart disease, um, various forms of cancer, lung, throat, mouth, esophagus, pancreas, uh, bladder. That's just to name a few. And that's not only for the smokers themselves. Secondhand smoke can also cause all of these things, especially if somebody's smoking in the home. Um, children can be easily affected by this. Um, even in the instance of uh, toddlers and infants, secondhand smoke can cause sudden infant death syndrome, asthma, uh, lung problems, ear infections. Um, also, sometimes we see women that are pregnant that are having trouble smoking and their unborn babies can be uh, greatly affected by by the nicotine and the tobacco use. And it's a very sad situation. So there, there's just a plethora of negatives that go along with this. Excuse me for a minute. We need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. But I, I think if somebody's having trouble quitting, one of the best things they can do is try and talk to somebody that's been through the experience themselves. I know that uh, not related to tobacco or nicotine, but that always helps me is talking to somebody that's been through something that I'm going through, whether that's grief or, or stress or, or something along those lines. I think knowing that someone's been in your shoes and has that experience can help a long way, um, especially with these tobacco and nicotine addictions where it's very hard to quit on your own. To have support systems um, is going to help somebody like that a lot. And what do you think about these uh, vaporing and they have all these little fruity tooty tastes and everything to it in order to target the teenagers. I mean, do they still have the same effect or are they worse? 
to be honest, the science is not yet there on, on these vapes. Signs are definitely pointing to them being just as dangerous as your standard cigarette. Um, these juices sometimes contain even more dangerous chemicals than your standard cigarette. Um, and that, that's a lot to say. Um, these vapes contain batteries that heat up really hot in them. Um, and they contain chemicals that are just as bad as the standard cigarette putting into your lungs. And sometimes they can even be more addictive um, because they're easier to use. You can use them indoors secretly a lot easier than a standard cigarette. So I think that's why they appeal to kids. They taste good. And yeah, there, there's just a, a lot of negatives with it. The science isn't necessarily there yet, but there are a lot of uh, indicators pointing to them being just as dangerous as the standard cigarette. So is the controls in place the same for vapors as it is for smoking a cigarette? Are you they referring to, to um, like the, let, yeah, yep. So you have to be 21 um, because those products are still nicotine products. Anyone under the age of 21 cannot purchase vaping products. So what would you do? Are your company, if this is what you handle, you uh, out of those 800 and something uh, vendors or stores, and you found out that one of them was selling nicotine to the individuals under 21, what are some of the things that you your organization would do? Yeah, so basically our process is doing underage buys. Um, it's almost like a, a sting operation you've heard of from law enforcement, uh, such as they do with alcohol sales. Um, so they they do those. And if somebody is found to be selling to underage, they will receive a fine. And there's about a two or three step fine process where they can appeal um, and, you know, try and fight that situation. But eventually, if they continue to sell and continue to be caught selling, then they will eventually have their license revoked, um, and then they can no longer sell. I, I don't know for how long, but they will no longer be able to sell tobacco or nicotine products at all without that license. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that, for a lot of our retailers out there, that's a large portion of their profit is the tobacco sales. So that is a pretty big thing to lose there if they're going to go that far with it. And what about chew? You know how they'd be up there. Some people will chew, I I guess, tobacco, and then they spit mm -hmm. it out, I guess. I guess that's what they call it, right? Chew? Yeah, chew or dip. Um, yeah, those are the yeah, common terms good. for it. Yep, and that, that's all under the same Tobacco 21 regulation. Um, works just the same because it is a tobacco product and contains nicotine. This is crazy. I know that I attempted to smoke to be cool because everybody would go outside and smoke mm -hmm. cigarettes and everything like that. So I attempted to try to start smoking, or I called myself smoking. And then I got pregnant, yep. and my son was like, uh-uh, Ma, we ain't having this. So he, yeah. I would start to throw up. Every time I tried to put a cigarette in my mouth, I would get sick and I would throw up. And even being around the smoke, I would just get sick. So that's when I stopped smoking is when I had gotten pregnant and um, my body was just not having it. So I thank God, you know, for that because I uh, think about some of the other people that I know 
that uh, say that they're going to quit or they're smoking. And I don't know how many times I've heard them say they're going to quit, and yet, however, they continue to smoke. And you can show them the picture of the nasty-looking lung, the black lung, and just like yeah. you said, all the side effects, and people will still continue to smoke. Yep. It is a, it's a crippling addiction. It really is. Um, and that's, you know, there are the many resources that we can provide to people. Um, but I, I think what we've seen in the community is if someone's going to quit, it's because they really want to quit. Nobody can tell a smoker or an addict of anything to quit and make them do it. it it's a, it's something very personal. Um, and it's something that they have to make the decision, just as you did when you got pregnant. You know, you looked out for the health of your, your unborn child. You know, you looked out for not only you, but for somebody else. And I think, you know, sometimes it takes that aspect um, for somebody to really realize, hey, I need to sit down and and improve my health, uh, maybe not only my health, but, but somebody else's around me. Once again, to our listeners, the website and a phone number that they can call to get more information or even to, um, you know, talk to you if possible. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll start out with the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line. Uh, again, that's geared towards adults. Um, so 18 and over can call the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line, and that number is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Uh, again, that's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. They offer experienced professional coaches um, that have been through addiction, that have um, great ways to try and help you um, use the struggles of addiction. They can provide products, patches, gum, um, different things to try and try and ease that process because it is, it is very difficult to get off nicotine and tobacco. But speaking to these people on the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line um, can go a long way and really get you some good help. Again, that's 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Um, another resource was My Life, My Quit. And that's for anyone younger than 18 years old. Um, same sort of system, experienced professional coaches that can talk our youth through um, nicotine addiction and tobacco addiction help um, and get them the resources they need to try and quit um, and help them get through that. And that can be enrolled in online on the My Life, My Quit website, or you can text Start My Quit to 36072. Again, that's Start My Quit 36072. Um, and then I'll provide uh, my number, um, and you can always call the Columbus Health Department, and we will absolutely do our best to put you in touch with the right people. My number is 614-645-6788. Again, that's 614-645-6788. And my name is Andrew Mon, Program Manager of Tobacco Prevention and Control Program at the Columbus Public Health Department. And we are here for anybody and everybody who is in need of uh, help with tobacco and nicotine addictions. Before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners that you feel will, you know, help them or, you know, possibly lead them to possibly wanting to quit? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I can't stress um, these cessation providers, these resources such as the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line, 
and My Life, My Quit enough. Um, they're fantastic resources. And if you are considering quitting or, or you think you really need help uh, with your addictions, these are the places to call. Um, it's the best of the best. Um, the success rates are extremely high. Uh, the Ohio Tobacco Quit Line has a success rate of 90%. And I can't stress enough, um, if you do need help with an addiction, please reach out to these resources or us at the health department, and we will get you that help that you need. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, you just heard from Mr. Andrew in regards to what are some of the steps and resources that you can use to help you quit uh, nicotine, uh, especially when you consider some of the options that it can lead to, including death. So, Andrew, I appreciate you for coming on, and thank you for speaking to our listeners today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this. This is Felice, your host, Peace Out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Twitter handle is Faith Thomas FDN.